This is our list of fuck-ups, and this is how you do not fuck up the situation we fucked up. Hello, and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. Welcome to episode six, where we're going to talk about the full spectrum of swinging. Daters, pods, polyquads. Yeah, you like how I made it rhyme? Yeah. Daters, pods, and polyquads. The problem is I'm not sure if I actually made that up on my own or if I copied that from someone, but for now... We're just going to say I made it up on my own because I can't remember where I would have copied it from if I did copy that from somebody. So we're going to be talking about various, uh, I don't even know how to put it. Arrangements. I guess I would say styles of, of swinging. Like, I don't, that's, I'm just going to call it styles. Yeah. Arrangements. Styles in the lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, arrangements to me sounds like you're trying to do like a, like a Jenga swinger stack, which I think we've tried before. Yeah, it works but, really well. <laughs> but not necessarily. <laughs> Um, what we're trying to get into today. Um, today, um, what we're going to talk about is how you approach other couples and I guess have relationships. Yeah, I guess all different types of relationships, right? So, you know. Yeah, it's it's new to me that uh, I guess swingers date. I always thought it was like a yeah. you meet and then you hook up pretty much immediately was I thought right? the thing. Right, because we were club people. And I think yeah. that's where we came with a very narrow mindset. Like you go to the club, you meet your couple, you you know you do your thing in the playroom or individual room, and then you go home. Um, so when I was on the cruise in November, I was um, trying to make eye contact with one of the women um, in this group who I assumed were like friends that came on a cruise together, and. I tried and I'm not getting anywhere. And usually at least people kind of will acknowledge you or like, you know, mm-hmm. and let you know whether they're interested or not. And then I watched them for a little while and I realized, oh, hold on. They are, um, you know, they're a couple, they're, they're not just with one other couple. They're three couples and they're swapping. I guess exclusive with each other. Right. Yeah. Do you remember um, we went to that one girl's birthday party? Um, they were all swingers and went to their birthday party, but they were like in a group and we were like so much outside that group and it was super weird. You know, it just was like a weird dynamic with how comfortable the rest of the people were. And I, I, I feel they looked like us and looked at us and were like, what are you outsiders even doing here? Like, who are you? We were invited. We were invited. <laughs> but yeah, that just felt so different. I think I yeah. came to that birthday party thinking like it's going to it's be going to be like the club. Everybody's going to want to party, right? It's like we're so much. Yeah, that was a very different vibe, yeah. and and yeah. it seemed like the swapping dynamics were like almost um, instantaneous. Like they were set up already. You know, it felt yeah. clicky, right? Yeah, yeah. And those guys like obviously had like pre-existing relationships with each other that we were outside of. And yeah, it was probably just as weird for them as it was for us. I don't actually remember if we ended up doing anything. Oh, no, we didn't. We left after. It was so weird. We left after like 45 minutes. <laughs> I know we were there for a long time. So that's We were. It like... just felt like a long time. We were not there that long. 
I remember it being quite awkward, but I... It was super awkward. But, you know, since you were... You know them better. Like, I'm going to try... Kind of. Try to socialize a little bit better, but then I was like, no, I'm failing miserably. Um, so that... Would you call that a pod? Yeah, I feel like That's those guys we were use. a pod. Yeah. But I don't think it's official swinger terminology. As far as I know, that might also be something that I've stolen from someone and just don't remember, <laughs> but... I think it's our word, like swinger pod, when you got a bunch of swingers that are not poly, but they're always together and always kind of participating in their own group and don't necessarily go outside that too much. Yeah, they will. I feel like they will engage in. I think we've engaged with pod people before, even though we had pods. We've engaged with them before. But their primary swing arrangement is with these. With that same kind of recurrent group. Yeah. Um, I can see the appeal of it. You know, like, um, it's very easy, it's convenient, you know, you can trust these people well with confidentiality, you know, all kinds of positives. But, you know, I think that for me, the concept of novelty is just such a big draw of lifestyle that, you know, as, yeah. as much as I like the comfort. Yeah, we're, like, we're more novelty-seeking, I think, than wanting to necessarily form additional relationships, right? Yeah, I can remain definitely friendly with um, people that we've been with, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely hungry for more. Like, what else is out there? Yeah, what are, what are my other options? What else is at the buffet? <laughs> right? Um, it's too hard to resist the buffet. And then poly. Yeah. Do we even know any? I don't even know if we know any poly I, people. I think that that is... Would you even consider poly type of swinging i i wouldn't and i think they i i think if you were to ask them would you think swingers is a type of poly they'd say absolutely under no circumstances is that is yeah that poly yeah i feel like it's it's a different there's anonymity there it's like a it's like an opposing gang we're like gang rivals really right i think so i think when you talk to a swinger and you're like oh they're poly and the swinger's like Ugh. and then you talk to the poly people and you're like oh yeah they're swingers like, Ugh. <laughs> Right? Dude, swingers are so open-minded. Oh, yeah. I no, have, that's true. Swingers are I have shit. not met a single swinger where they were like, well, that's somebody's kink. And Yeah, that's true. You know, they just move on. It's true. Like, that's somebody not was, mine, but that's somebody's kink. And if someone said to me, oh, a so-and-so or poly, I'd be like, I... That's fine yeah, with me. I, I just not really, I don't, don't want to participate in that. Yeah. yeah. Not my jam, but I certainly wouldn't be like, ugh. You know, I think that... For regular swingers, I think for us, what's much more important is our people daters. Yeah, yeah. That's a more difficult scenario to us. And I feel like, you know, I listen to some of the podcasts where they're, where they're daters. Like, we got a thing where they go out with a couple, like, I think they even said on their podcast, like, five, six times before they decide if they want to make a move. And that's really kind of a foreign concept for me and I think for us. I think we'll accommodate if a couple is like that. So yeah, we, we've definitely yeah. done where we thought the couple just wanted to kind of get to know us. And we, you know, you know, had at least a couple of times where we sat down for dinner with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the being on a cruise, like you just bump into people, right? Yeah, and, over and over again. And then, then we found out that they're daters and they were... They weren't really going to, like, even on the cruise. Even on that cruise, maybe like, multiple cruises. It yeah, meeting like. us several times, that was just moving way too fast. Um, yeah. And so for us, it was equally 
foreign i agree it was like what's the yeah. hold up yeah you know once <laughs> once she got to the point where she was playing with my peep with her foot under the table i thought we were in but <laughs> that was not the case that's not how daters work apparently i don't know <laughs> the body language was pretty aggressive yeah yeah i thought the, we were in i thought the, that was the I thought mind that was, a was go. not there no, apparently not. yeah 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 well, it is what it is i guess so um, the question i think if there is like a whole spectrum of how fast people approach and close, right? Oh yeah, how f yeah, yeah. Approaching so should we call this approaching and closing? I guess. Yeah, I would say so because yeah. if you think about DTF people, the down to fuck, mm -hmm. um, and we met a couple who were like more DTF than us. Oh yeah. Um, um, you know we're we're not that DTF. Right. No, we're not. In fact, I remember reading on one of the Facebook groups, one of the couples said, hey, we're going to be in the playroom on the bed. And if you guys run into us, like, feel free to join us. Right. Yeah. And we're like, hold on. We need to have conversation. Yeah. We need to talk about your likes and dislikes. And yeah. Just to make sure that your, your favorite color. And then and then what? we're good. What? <laughs> Is that too right. much? Yeah. Are we daters now? If I ask them about their favorite color? <laughs> You know, I, for me, personality is such a big turn on. Um, I think, I think we're daters, but we just put out on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, life forces you to make decisions too fast. Yeah. Just, you know, you become, you just say, got to make a decision, right? Yeah. They train you to Sh make decisions. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> you know, I, if, if we didn't have time constraints, let's say. You didn't have a job to get to in the morning and you didn't have kids to get yeah. to. Yeah. Like if you could take your time going out on dates and get to know people, I, I think we could be more of a dater yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, or even maybe even stumble into the realm of Polly if there were if we didn't have children's lives who we didn't want to necessarily derail. Right. So I feel like if if let's say one of the unicorns that we met who really liked and they happen to live right next to us like that would be a really tempting yeah yeah i, I could see a lot of like barbecues like right so yeah. i think that some of it we are dtf because of that's just the time frame that we yeah have. the time frame in our lives i suppose yeah i'd be curious yeah. how much more open yeah. and aggressive i'll be like in my 50s who knows I think I'll be just. It's yeah. We don't really have the luxury of time for dating, right? We just, yeah, it's just not there. Forget about it. Even with yeah. a, like each other, like one. Oh, true, true. <laughs> one date every three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky if we get an anniversary together. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Right. Hopefully. Um, let's see. Oh, um, DTF. Uh, I wrote this thing in our show notes. Uh, European versus American and. Oh, the spectrum what, of DTF. Yeah, and when when I write European versus American, I don't want the listeners to be confused and think that I know anything about European swinging because I don't. Well, so this is this is all about this is all about my conceptualization of how Europeans sometimes do it, I guess, um, which is um, I've noticed them to be pretty. I don't want to use the term aggressive, but not wanting to have a whole lot of small talk. And especially from the Germans I've seen in some of the groups, they're confused about why we might want to sit down and have a conversation or even speak at all prior to it. I think it's just um, there's less mental boundaries. You know, like in 
it when you grow up in a when you grow up in a culture where sex is just sex, there's no taboo associated with it. Feel free to have, you know, it's like here's ice cream, here's sex, like these are just things yeah. you enjoy. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like that for me. Like I I feel like I'm I'm Gosh, it's yeah, hard for me to describe. You're, no, you're no, an no. American. No, I feel I feel like if I can speak to the woman and she has like a cool personality and she's interesting, she seems like more of a prize, you know? Oh. And then that sexual experience is then more enjoyable for me. Whereas if it's just like, you know. I feel like for me, both experiences could be fun. So, oh yeah, for sure. Right? So like if you if we have a chance to go to like no, Czech Republic and be part of that cool Czech orgy, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like it's free for all. Um, that would be an experience on its own. But in a regular swinging situation, for me, the personality, like I could meet a guy who, you know, is very average looking and he starts talking and he's super funny. Um, and it just, I'm like, I will take that guy over you know, somebody else who might look a lot better and who looks a lot more like a prize. But this guy's personality just makes, you know, makes me so much comfortable and, you know, just kind of, it's really nice to be with someone that you know that you will enjoy their company regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I enjoy a little bit more if I can at least establish something about that other person, you know, with conversation for me, I just don't want to realize that I'm having sex with an asshole. Oh no, same with me. Like I don't want to, I don't want to hook up with a girl and then find out, you know, sometime later that oh, I don't really actually like her as a person. Ooh, you know. So that I, I see how you're saying that. I guess we are between DTF and daters, but yeah, maybe. But we just, we just fuck on the first date. <laughs> if we had opportunity to date, we would be more like toward the dater getting to know Maybe. people I, I don't know i i think i don't know how true that is because we often make that decision pretty quickly like are we interested in this couple or not and it's usually a pretty quick decision i think we usually know in a yeah. pretty short period of time so i'm not sure we'd be like oh no we're not gonna hook up till the fourth date and you also don't want a novelty to wear off <laughs> you don't want to become too comfortable <laughs> no, there's plenty of fish in the sea and then um, I was learning about going back to what I consider to be European style, again, which I know nothing about, um, is these clubs where once you walk through the door, consent is pretty much implied. You know, like, oh, yeah. I walk through the door, therefore I consent to pretty much anyone having sex with me, which is like a I, crazy concept to me. I think someone told us that the nudist town, the... Yeah, I think we were listening to the, to the, um, the Swing Down Under podcast. Yeah, and and remember our friends who actually visited? Yeah, 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 yeah. They did say that one of the clubs was like that. So if you're coming in, you have to come in naked, and basically you're, you know, you consented. Yeah. If you walked in, um, yeah. which for me was like, what? This is. Yeah. You know, I I I don't know if I'll ever get to that level of yeah, comfort. I'm not sure I'd be cool with just walking through the door and saying yes to anything that walks in front of me. You know. <laughs> I mean, that would be like. The whole next level of wild. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think we'll have to work up our courage to get to the European level. Yeah, I don't level. know. And does that, does that include, like, guy-on-guy stuff? I don't know. Uh, That's a good question. Because I think, like, bisexual males are a lot more accepted in that sort of environment as well. So I'm not, I don't know what's going on in that scenario. <laughs> You're like, hold on. And I hate to find out <laughs> after the fact. 
<laughs> what did I sign up for here? <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, I guess we'll cover daters a little bit more. Um, what about this concept of no sex on the first date for daters? Yeah, it's kind of a dip it downer. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, for us, sure. But I think part of that is that these daters are um, the sort of people who might go out with a couple, like maybe meet a couple off SLS and go to dinner with them. And then they would mm -hmm. say beforehand, oh, you know, we don't hook up on the first date. Let's just go to this dinner and see if we even like each other before we commit to anything. Well, that would be different because if you if you haven't met in person and you met online, I think it's totally valid to actually meet people before mm -hmm. you, I think I read, um, I read it uh, once where the couple reserved the hotel and went out on one of these dinner dates and the other couple was like, hold on, we're not really interested. And they were, um, you know, they felt let down and, you know, had this yeah. reservation for a hotel. And I was like, well, that does seem. And I think that's why they say like, they tell the other couple ahead of time, we're not going to hook up on the first date, right? Yeah. So that way they're not disappointed, you know, after You know, my fact. other thought was, so let's say you started swinging, you know, you were together, whatever, 15 years, and you were progressing from soft to full swap. Mm -hmm. You might want to pause and have a conversation after the first date to make sure that everything is kosher with, with your partner, like... Are you okay with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about... Yeah, right? that's a good point. So if yeah, like that unicorn. Remember that unicorn we met where we, we went out to dinner with her. And at the end of the dinner, we said, hey, if you want to play with us at any point, including right now, let us know. And she kind of looked back and forth at us. And she, she was like, you, you guys already, like... You guys already established that this is okay and like you already know. Like, aren't you going to have a, you know. Yeah, aren't you going to have like a post-dinner <laughs> huddle to figure out what your game plan is? Right. No, so, it, was, it was an audible. Yeah, so I think it's... It's something that I can see other couples uh, doing who are maybe earlier in the progression. I also find that it's very strange, but very frequently we're on the same page. And I can read your body language. And mm -hmm. at this point, I actually know what you're looking for. And so um, it has gotten much easier. And I think that you can read my cues really well. So I think that Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes, especially with guys, it's very difficult for me to tell if it's something you are or are not into. Especially, I tend to underestimate the guys you're into. Like, I'll say, oh, she's not into that guy, but you're actually totally fine with it. Yeah, so I, I think that because you, you look at the appearance of the guy more yeah. so than the personality versus I weigh uh, the personality more than mm -hmm. the appearance. And true, so true. a guy that doesn't look conventionally hot, I might be very much into um, based on how they are and their personality. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess we talked about uh, that couple on the cruise that... Um, it took us a while to, to figure out. It took us a while to figure out, yeah. but they didn't tell us right off the bat either. And I think that there would be some... my one wish with couples that are daters that they would just like tell you from the get-go, like, hey, we don't usually do this. Yeah, and I, I think there was some cultural things too, like English wasn't their first language. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Well, English isn't your first language either. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, there there are other languages in the world. Hey, hey, I took language lessons today. I'm working on my third language. Thank you very much. That's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. Uh, pods. So one, one thing I was wondering about pods is, are pods just a 
totally natural evolution of being swingers. Like, do all swingers eventually end up in pods, right? Because you're going to make friends. You're going to have friends that you like seeing more than others. And then you're going to be recurrently seeing these same people that you that you like and that you hang out with. And do you just, are you eventually pretty much no matter what going to end up in a pod? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's very convenient, right? And if, let's say, you're you're in a smaller area and you get to know all the swingers in your area mm-hmm. and you're friendly and it's easy and you know you can have a barbecue at any time and invite them invite them over like why not mm-hmm. so i do think that if you're in a swing lifestyle and you stay in the same area where you meet a bunch of people and eventually you will form a little circle of the ones that you really liked and want to do yeah. you know repeat encounters with so i feel like yes um Unless very clearly ahead of time you'll establish like no repeat encounters or, yeah. you know, like there is like yeah. a boundary to prevent you from ending up with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think just moving around the country, you know, with our training, right? We can never kind of stay put long enough in one area yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, and, it's, and it's also weird that as, as many times as we've gone out to the club, we never really made any friendships really at all at the club yeah but you know uh, for the most part at that time that was like not our point also yeah yeah Yeah, i think house parties are where a lot more often people establish these friendships and pods and that sort of thing yeah and we're not much of um house party people which i don't know if you want to change but Uh, i don't don't know We'll, we'll see we'll see what my schedule looks like i guess Dating for years. Yeah. Remember that couple that we met where they, they as a couple dated another couple for like four years. Yeah. That was so interesting. So this couple, you know, was very DTF with us. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, they were totally ready we to met go. them and yeah. it was very quick um, chemistry and connection. And literally we like had a drink at the bar. We talked, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then we went up to i think our cabin and you know hooked up and it was great and so we're talking afterwards and they're like yeah we just had the um we just got out of this relationship with another couple and we're with them for like years maybe we were their rebound right (laughs) and i was like i did not expect that at all and i wanted Mm -hmm. to ask them more questions but it just seemed like they just got out of a very emotionally attached relationship and maybe just didn't feel like talking about it. Yeah, I wonder if that was like a legit poly thing for them or... Yeah, that's how it felt like. Yeah. But I just for a second, I was like, whoa, that is interesting. I don't know that I could ever imagine myself being in a relationship like that. What about um, pod vacations, right? Like we see our swinger friends out with their pods in like yeah Aruba or like... Other fun places. Other fun places, yeah. I can see the appeal of that because let's say you go on a vacation and you don't meet anybody else at a resort, mm-hmm. then you have your situation already set up. Wasn't somebody telling us that they they would go on a vacation with another couple and they would like swap spouses for the duration of the vacation? Oh yeah, I do remember that. I, I don't remember where I heard about heard about that, but I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah. Which is interesting way to swing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get to see the full real deal, right? Like from waking up first thing in the morning to going to bed, you know? 
get to experience all that. Um, what about this? Uh, have you heard this term fluid bonding? No, what's that? So um, I'm sure you're familiar with the concept, but um, it's I guess it's the term they use now where you don't use condoms within your pod, but like once you go outside your pod, you wear a condom with any new. Oh, I with see. any new people, yeah. I wonder if actually that's the true advantage of of a pod. Could be that you don't get to, you know, use condom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, other styles. Uh, so you asked this question earlier. A couple that picks up a third. What style is that? Yeah, I guess I was thinking about it. So let's say you're just a you know couple that occasionally you have opportunity to bring a third one in, whether it's male or female. You know, you you have a threesome every once in a while. Would you still be considered a swinger um, couple? Uh, and in my mind, for some reason, I want to say no. Yeah, I would also say no, but I don't know why. Because but what if you're what if you're what if it's like a legit hot wife? So this so like this wife is repeatedly like getting random dudes and like the husband is present. Are those guys swingers? Yeah. Because I would say yes. Yeah, that yeah. feels like swinging to me. But if you're randomly it's just like having a threesome every once in a while. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like swing. It just feels like you know that like hot wifing is like something that you do. Like a lifestyle, right? Okay. Versus so you wouldn't necessarily consider that a lifestyle if it's just every once in a while. Once in a while, threesome? Nah, I wouldn't. Not, no. not a lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So then what do you call it when we double dip? Because that's a new thing for us, double dipping, right? Right. So we used to be, you know, one time and done, right? We never... Right. Yeah. It's just like if you have your chip and you dip it in the cheese, you eat the whole chip. You don't bite the chip and put the bitten <laughs> chip back in the cheese. You do not double dip. Right. <laughs> right. But recently on the cruise, we started double dipping. We started biting the chip and sticking it back um, in the cheese. And we we made a rookie mistake. We didn't really talk about it ahead of time. I didn't realize it would require conversation. <laughs> right. And yeah. so that's where for you it was like not an issue. It's like makes it easy. And for me, um, and I think I'm a, I'm a lot more aware of attachments and how I make attachments for what reason. Um, it you gotta admit it is convenient, right? You don't have to figure their ins and outs. You already know them, you know? right? So you I don't have to go through that phase where you're like, oh, you know, can we have sex now, or should we keep talking, or whatever? You can just ask them, you know. Oh yeah, or you can just write on their board like, sex at two p.m. question mark. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and. There's definitely an advantage to that. Um, yeah. And for me, I think it was more of the forming of the friendship and kind of maintaining the boundary. Um, so why do you feel like it's important to maintain that boundary? Yeah, so it's your comfort level. So if you go from the spectrum, right? So like DTF, um, very casual encounters, to dating, to kind of polyamory, right? feel like for me it's important to realize like am I a frog in a boiling pot you know and the temperature is being turned up like am I forming too much of an attachment like how yeah. how that is doing and it's really comfortable when it's just one and done right super easy rule and nothing to think about um, but when you're going for a repeat encounters with a couple that you actually get along with, who are fun, um, who are nice, um, 
that starts to feel where it's like it's new and a little bit foreign. So one thing is with when someone says they're daters to me, that tells me, at least in my mind, more about how things go before you have sex, right? Like they need to have like five dates before you hook up. And it doesn't say as much about after that point, right? Because mm. you can be a dater and take five, six dates before you want to hook up, or you can be a DTF person, you hook up immediately. But I feel like whether you're a DTF person or you're a dater, you could go on to maintain those friendships and relationships for however long after that, right? Those only really tell me the speed that you get into those things, not necessarily. Yeah, I didn't realize that there is like before and after. Before and after, yeah. And so for me, when I think about daters, I assume that it's about what happens after. Yeah, so that's yeah. a good point. So yeah. you, when you think daters, you think... Got to keep your eyes on the prize, right? <laughs> it's how far you get, you get there versus for me, it's what happens afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I'm much more about... How are we going to get there as opposed to thinking about the consequences of what you've done once you've gotten there? <laughs> you know, it's it's the female that's left with consequence, so it makes sense to me. I suppose, yeah. that That's yeah. how your mind works. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a good point with kind of finding your comfort level on that spectrum. And then, like for us, we didn't realize that was a spectrum and that well, I, like didn't even, I, didn't I didn't even know daters existed until, like I said, I started listening to that We Got a Thing podcast, and that really opened up a new realm of reality to me that I had no idea even existed. Yeah, I think we're we're also going to be a lot more knowledgeable about like couples we approach in general mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and understand like what is the dynamic that they have. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to expectation that everyone's like us. Yeah, which was totally the case until... You know, I learned about this whole other concept, which, yeah, I'm glad I did. Right. I feel like I'd really benefit from like a really mature swinger friend, especially early on when we started to kind of just answer these questions. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Here? Why is this happening like this? Like what's even going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're here for. And that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> I know. This is where I'm like, things I wish um, I would have known and it would have not bugged me so much where I wouldn't be feeling. Where this is confused. our list of fuck-ups, and this is how you do not fuck up the situation <laughs> we fucked up. Right? It took us a while to figure this out. How about yeah. more shared knowledge? Yeah. And so that just about wraps up episode six. Uh, what did I call it again? Swingers, pods, and polyquads. I'm right. sure I ripped that off from somebody. I must have. It's too clever. I'm pretty sure that pods is not an official swinger term. I, yeah, I, I really hope we made that up. So do not reference any of these, you know, yeah, yeah. swing your spectrum things, I feel like. Just know the knowledge for yourself when you approach other couples. Yeah, because if you use the term pod, there's a pretty good chance. Nobody a, a else. A reasonable chance we made that up, and that's actually ours. And right. no one's going to know what you're talking about. There's also a reasonable chance that I ripped, off, ripped that off from somebody, and everybody's going to know what you're talking about. So, I don't know, flip a coin, I guess. Yeah, you got to search Reddit. Yeah. yeah. All the things you've read over the years, and, you know, somewhere in yeah, um, so we'll see you next time. See you in the next episode.